This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. I'm Maeve Kavanagh. And I'm Daryl Fairley. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Good evening. I know, what's this? Like we're in the... We're in the middle of the night I know. in Headstuff Studios. We're having a very showbiz day, like we've just come from the six o'clock show. I know, we're very urban and interesting. Very interesting, fascinating. And the interesting thing about it is, right, there was a fan waiting outside. Yeah, very unexpected. Yeah. It, like, it was very clear who he was there for. I know, and I know. It was re- and it was also really clear who he was being to p- polite to. Yeah, I know. Okay, fair enough. He was there for me. But to be he, fair, he did say... He did ask me for my autograph. He did. He said, I suppose we better have yours as well, Grode. Yeah, I know. I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> but the he, best... He was functionally polite. Let's was... just say that. <laughs> the very best part of that whole interchange was where he said, my mother rang me and told me to come down because yeah. I work across the road. <laughs> He, and he made me sign four autographs, two books and two cards. You know, in the olden days, they're the people who would sell them on. Who the hell is buying them? I don't know. But anyway. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. <laughs> his mother said. All it. I'm going to say is, <laughs> if you hadn't been there, I don't think his mother, like maybe his mother would have said get his autograph, but I don't think he would have gone. <laughs> He definitely, he came for me. I think it's a very fair assessment. I think, that he you know, he you. did the pity selfie with the three of us and then he said, you take this photograph. And then asked if I could take one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what one's going on a frame. I know. Do you know what? I don't even know why I allowed him to patronise me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had a go. Straight straight away, I should have had a go. But this man was probably in his 40s and his mother very sent nice. him. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, he was lovely. There okay, go. there you go. It's the our, dream. Our, our brush with fame outside the six o'clock studio. I know. That, I think that's what made it a bit depressing. Was it? Yeah. It was like it was like Hollywood, but you're also still you know, in Tala. In Tala? <laughs> What's wrong with Tala? There's nothing wrong with Tala. No, but it's not Hollywood. There's uh, nothing no, wrong no. with Tala. That's right. It's not Hollywood. You're <laughs> but right. It's not Hollywood. No, it's true. I've been to Hollywood. It, it looks a little like Tala, but not very much. <laughs> yeah, it's more like Tala than you think. Yeah. I think I'm consoled by yeah. that. <laughs> It's interesting as well because I always get nervous when I have to do things like that, right? Because I always have my mother in my ear. Oh, right. Right? Really? When I have to do things like this. Because she always says the same thing. Like if ever I say to her, oh, I was on telly or I'm doing this or I'm doing this interview. Mm-hmm. And she always says, hey, you won't be effing and blinding, will you? Did like, you? I think she thinks, I think, I genuinely think my mother thinks that I am an absolutely filthy comedian. And it just so happens that the days that she comes to see me I just rewrite. I write a completely new show just for her. Just so, so you won't yeah. swear. She and she's convinced that like I'm ap- like when people say, "Oh, it's like a road on whatever," mm. she'll say, "Oh, was he was he very rude? Was he vulgar?" Was oh. he? 
on the six o'clock show. It was kind of funny, though. It's funny you should say that, right? Because uh, my mother, you know, back in the day when I auditioned for the commitments, right? She said when she saw the movie, she said she was kind of glad. She was kind of glad because. Oh, because you did, we would have been an effort I would have had to say a lot of bad words. And back then I never said a one curse word. That's gas. I'm like my mum. <laughs> I've grown since. Like it's a mother's thing. <laughs> it is, is a mother's thing. It's, it's a the worst thing. thing you can do is say an F bomb in front of the neighbours. I know. And like she also applies, she applies no context to whatever it is the thing that I'm doing. Oh, okay. Like she'd say, like, you're going to the six o'clock show, you won't be F and blind him. On the six o'clock show. Uh, yeah, I know. Like what am I gonna say? I know. Like well. your your lasagna is shite. That <laughs> <laughs> weatherman's a right fucker. I met him in the canteen. <laughs> So this week we are talking about chaos, right? Okay, um, well, there you go. Because we've had, yeah, I mean, this episode is quite chaotic, but we are, <laughs> because I was actually stuck in the chaos at the airport. Oh, yes. Which reminds me of, you know, you know the Kim Wilde song? Chaos at the airport tonight. I had it on repeat for Did you? three hours. Okay, so you weren't building up your rage in any way. No, do you know what, Neve? You'll be very pleased with me. Yeah. I was in a chaotic situation, but I was deathly calm. Oh, I was absolutely, I was cool as a cucumber. Now, I had been to the rap party the previous night. Okay. And I had been drinking until four o'clock in the morning. Okay, so there was, was a small amount of a hangover. There wasn't though. And I, did- I, 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 I did my delay pre-hangover. Still drunk, essentially. Is what oh, I'm saying. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, was going to ask, was there any medication? Fantastic for But technically, you are under the medication. Yeah, I was just, I got left to the airport and I walked through, <laughs> I saw the queue and I was in it and I was an hour into it thinking, Carol, you are wonderfully calm and serene. <laughs> and then I realised we were drinking gin and tonic till half four this morning. Well, of course we were. still drunk. Yeah, I was absolutely, I was, because it was stressful because they, what they did was in Terminal 2, I walked up the escalator to departures. Yeah, right? and you were thinking, I'm in. And I was like, oh yeah, here I am. And then there was people in front of me and I thought, what's going on? And then I looked and realised that the queue snaked from side to side. Oh God. About 15 times before you got that to. That is super stressful. It, and I was worried because I had a show that night and I had to fly to Birmingham. <sighs> and there was only one more flight to Birmingham. And there was two seats left on the flight. So, so you I was were kind of thinking, over, should, should I buy I... it? Yeah. Should I not buy it? And then I made it to the airport, up to the gate, just in time. Like literally just in time. And then the flight was delayed. <gasps> but I didn't care because I was at the gate. Because you were at the gate. I know. I We once had a kind of a funny situation with that, you know, in the airport itself. Because we were heading... Um, we were actually trying to get home for a gig. I was get, Worse again, I was coming home from... Portugal. Okay. And um, it, they had, there was, it wasn't that it was particularly busy, but they hadn't opened up the passport bit. Oh, God. Um, and the where it was was in a funny place. And so actually when we went in through the gate, we were like, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, and no. honestly, if I hadn't got home, there would have been no gig. Like, so the, it was like. Of course there wouldn't have been no darling, gig. Darling. Darling. What are they going to do? Full theatre. Like, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, it was very stressful. I'm not going to lie. That was very Deirdre stressful. Deirdre once uh she I, she, I think she's told the story before, but she once got, uh, she was, took a day's filming the day she was supposed to do the Olympia. And the filming ran on. Oh, and at half six, she was still on the set in London. And like the show was eight o'clock in the Olympia. So what she did was she rang her agent and got them to get a motorbike courier to go to the airport. And she 
the the show was at eight o'clock. She rang the support and said, <laughs> "Do your whole Edinburgh show, fill it, fill it in." <laughs> and then there's going to be a long intermission. And she arrived in London nine o'clock, got in the back of a motorbike courier, straight to the Olympia, and straight out onto the stage at nine o'clock at night. Nine o'clock at night. She did the gig. Oh, would you know? Actually, one time I I videoed the In Your Eyes video. You know the one we did uh, with with the. Uh, cape oh, with the cape? Coat. Yeah, yeah. The one for Aristide. Cake and the hot lads. And I was in London and I was getting presented um, the keys of Dublin in <laughs> that night and they had to get the police to bring me <gasps> from the airport. Wow. I know. The police brought you from the Dublin police airport? police from Dublin airport. Yeah. That's when I was, you know, had influence in the city. Oh my God. I wonder if we rang the guards now. I know. Well, Very exciting, Eve. I never knew that. Guard yeah. escort. Yeah, I had a guard Nia's escort. Niamh's been swinging out of a young fella over in London and she needs to get the keys to the city. And I arrived in and then introduced my younger sister as my child to the, <laughs> the Lord <laughs> because I was so flustered. <laughs> you introduced her as your daughter? Yes, I did. And this is my daughter, Eva. Oh! It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And he was looking at me and I was looking at him and, I, and my mother was beside me going, highly incensed because obviously she had gone through the labour. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens when you're on the back foot, like when you're in chaos. And you know me, I like to be calm. I don't like... No, you're very calm. You're very calm in all situations. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you flustered. Oh, oh, I've been flustered. I can be flustered. But I... But I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't like to do it in public. <laughs> I don't like to be flustered in public. Oh yeah. I, I actually the more chaotic it gets around me because obviously I'm going to talk about the ultimate chaos moment go on which was when they announced the winner on oh, in 93 in yeah 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 you're right, right. and it, that was chaotic beyond anything else and honestly uh, it there was about 40 people around me and they all went completely mental and people were grabbing me from all sorts of places and somebody knocked the earring out of my ear and, you know, people were fainting and people were falling over things. It was... One of your backing singers fainted. Yeah, absolutely. what happened? Chaos, yeah. Well, that was more when at the end of the show. So when you, you went back on <coughs> to sing the song again. Yeah, we went... And then they... Well, when we walked out and obviously we were escorted out and at that point I didn't even know if I had a costume left because people went completely bananas. I love loads of people in front of me but I can't have them around me. Same. I mean, they're very rarely around me. I know. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't like a crowd. No, I don't like people don't like on crowd. me. Like if I go to a gig, I like to be down at the back. I'll never be in the mosh pit. That'll never happen. No. You know, if you ever see me in, in a mosh pit, <laughs> yeah, I'll have questions. Don't, You'll have questions. Don't you worry, Neve. If I see you in a mosh pit, <laughs> you know, I mean, now obviously I go to, I only go to a gig if there's a seat. Like to be fair, <laughs> it's the seat. No, come on, a give me a ticket seat, and a drink after. <laughs> and somebody to put me in it with a rug, maybe. <laughs> I would imagine that the first sign of chaos. I run away. You, no, <laughs> nothing. You run away. You you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? I'm going to fix this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, you're queen pragmatic. I I want I want things to be calm. You know, I can't have the level of drama. I like watching it from a distance. I just can't be in it. Okay. You know, and but you can't never have drama in your life, obviously. But and I love watching a drama from a distance. Oh my god, it's nearly my favorite thing ever. Like you and of I, of course. If we spot a whole scenario going on, we are not moving from of that spot. Of course. Like, but you know, at the same time, I just yeah, I am. A, I can't. I don't want that level of drama around me. I just like don't. I love finding the person that's going to make something dramatic. Like <laughs> I forgot about this because when I got into that queue, yeah, uh, <laughs> I got on the end of like a, a massive queue. Like there must have been six hundred people. Oh, easy, easy, yeah, easy. It was crazy. Um, 
And the woman then came in behind me, okay. and then we 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 were kind of half a length of the of the snake that was going. So we were oh, yeah. kind of half. So then, as that grew behind me, then she started to talk to me, and I had my earpods in. So <laughs> she was like, "What we need to Tyler? What we need to go to the Tyler? What are we going to do?" And I was like, "Well, do you, do you need to go to the Tyler?" She's like, "I don't need to go now, but I will need to go to Tyler." <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> we're going to be friends <laughs> oh. don't fight it because this we're going is... to be friends yeah. and I said well if we need like if you need to go to the toilet I'll mind your space and if I need to go to the toilet you mind my space yeah. so I thought oh that's it we have a buddy and then like about I'd say 10 minutes later she was like I have to go to the toilet do you mind and I was like not at all she went I watched her because like there's nowhere to go mm. she went <laughs> she didn't go into the toilet she went over she sat down on the ground. She took out her iPad and started watching something. She ate a banana. And then she, <laughs> she watched the cute snake. Then she came back and said, thanks a million, you're very good. <laughs> and I have to say, I you completely admired respect her. her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I thought you are the sanest person in this room. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and like... She, she didn't even make... Like, <laughs> she didn't even say, oh, I better walk this way because that's where the toilets are. <laughs> she didn't even faint. She it. went about 20 feet away from me <laughs> and sat down. <laughs> she was blatant about it, in other and words. Three, like three hours later, uh, came back. <laughs> she had three episodes of later of whatever she was watching. I know. It's like, some people are just incredibly impressive, me. One time uh, I was coming into Dublin and um, I'd driven down from Dun- from Belfast, right? Okay. Oh, right. So I'd driven down with, and Tom, Jack was about, this is my eldest boy, he was maybe about six months old. And it was a time where all the tr- lorry drivers or taxi drivers took a notion and they blocked everybody on the M50. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. So I was, at that time, my parents were living in Glass Nevin. So used to be able to come off the motorway. And I literally come onto the M50, which is the ring road around Dublin. And literally I was on that in a car with a six month old who for two and a half hours not moving. Literally the off ramp was a hundred meters away. I if I'd had gone in the inside oh, lane, I'd have been no. off it. But being the not rule breaker that I <laughs> I couldn't cope. I had to feed that child in the car and I was feeding him myself. It was a bit of a moment. Oh no! Yeah, it was a bit involved, but that's quite involved, yeah. Mm. But well, I did it. Job I was very chilled, very chilled. People were out of their cars, they were shouting and carrying on. They came over to talk to me, and then they moved away very fast when I was feeding. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually something Nia does quite often. Like if ever she doesn't want to be bothered, she just loves a boob. Out. <laughs> so excuse me, you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> this is my time. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, it, it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> it, it works, you know, it definitely works. I mean, and, the, you know, th- there's lots of lovely stories where chaos is happening around you when you're, you know, when you're a mammy. There's so many stories I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> you know, it starts with the delivery and goes right through their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did a little shout out to ask about your chaos stories mm-hmm. and Anya got in touch and I suspect this could be my favourite letter. I know. That we've had. I know, um, yeah. Anya says, I have a friend called Katie and her nickname is Chaos because she always gets us into trouble. We've been friends since college and every night out or holiday she has been on, she has got us into terrible trouble. Oh dear. We recently went to Glasgow and she climbed up a statue and couldn't get down. So they had to call the fire brigade. Like... (laughs) If this is the start, then we're definitely on it happy. Like, what a legend, Katie. (laughs) Katie. Um, 
When we were in college, she made chips at a party and set the kitchen on fire. (laughs) Her sister is a cop and has got her out of so much trouble, like the time she was drunk in a chipper and hopped on a guy because she thought he had a gun. (laughs) He did have a gun, but he was a detective. During the pandemic, she got a new car and drove it through her neighbor's porch because she was trying to get the hang of an automatic. Oh my gosh. She <laughs> she always says the same thing. What am I like, girls? We love chaos, Katie. Oh. Katie, if you're out there and listening. We like, love you too. Katie, uh, if, if you're out there, get in touch because I just feel like we could be friends. Oh, you could. I mean, what sort of... <laughs> That's... Like, how drunk do you have to be or how brave do you have to be to be in a chipper, think you see someone with a gun and go... Instead of like going outside and like calling 911, <laughs> I'll take him down myself. <laughs> There's no time. It takes a very special person. If we call the guards, I mightn't get me chips. <laughs> oh, Anya, I bet work, you have the best stories. Uh, we are looking forward to many, many stories about Chaos Katie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keep in touch. Every week And when the book comes out, yeah. invite us to the launch. We definitely want to go for that. So Fiona was on and she says, I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, gosh. And we are getting an extension built. Oh, my God. That's the worst thing ever. Uh, We currently have no kitchen or bathroom. Yesterday, I microwaved a lasagna in my spare bedroom, but it'll be worth it in the end. Well, Fiona, you're right. It will be worth it in the end. And now I'm thinking about where the bathroom, what you are doing for the bathroom. Is there a bucket? Do you know what the problem with it is, right? With living like that when you're getting married. Oh, yeah, it's desperate. The problem is it's not being in it. It's actually, it's coming home to us. That's what I found was always worse. Like when you're in it, you're just like, this is the way things are. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that when you go out. Oh, and then. You and then you come back and you're like, oh, good God. Did I ever tell you about the time I got my. my <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I got my ensuite done? No. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'll never forget as long as I live. Why? I got my ensuite done. He pulled out the ensuite. Right. And I was getting a few little jobs done. Yeah. And he started all the jobs together. Didn't finish any Every single room didn't finish anything. Oh my God. And it was supposed to take three days. And I think it took two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. And I got one room back together. Like, you know, like just perfect, mm-hmm. hoovered, like absolutely gorgeous. And he was working in the other end of the apartment. And then he came in. <laughs> oh my God. I've never been so upset. He came in with a tile. He went out to the balcony. The window and the door of the balcony was open. He cut the tile. This was literally just as I'd finished cleaning everything. <laughs> and I was ma- I was actually at the end, you know, in my kitchen, yeah. and, like where you're, your back turned to the window. And I was making a cup of coffee. He was doing this out in the balcony. I was like, Jesus, I'm going to have to clean those windows now and everything again. And I turned around. Not only did I have to clean the windows again, everything he cut blew all the way back. <laughs> like it was, it was literally clean for 30 seconds. Oh, no. Oh no, oh no. Did he fancy you? <laughs> I think that might be it. Two and a half weeks, he was definitely pulling Look, that job only, out. He's only human. That kind of chaos can kill you. There's no doubt about it. I, um, I, we got our uh, work done in the house just before we had Jack. And honestly, I was like crying in the kitchen because every time I needed to go to the toilet, I had to go out the back door and around the front and into, because you couldn't, we were, we were getting a new floor in the front room for, so for four days, because we leveled the floor and then we had to put a new floor down in the front room, we couldn't actually access the other part of the house. It sounds like I'm living in a mansion. It's not true. It's like an old house. But basically, I had to go out the back door, around the front, into the front garden and in the front door to go to the toilet and up the stairs to go to bed. And let me tell you, when you are like 39 weeks pregnant, (laughs) you need to go to the toilet (laughs) That's quite an adventure. That's quite an adventure. (laughs) 
I did think of putting a chair outside the toilet and just wait there. I mean, yeah. I, I find it very hard to feel sorry for you for your ensuite toilet because you at least had another option. I, you know, I literally have one bathroom in my house. It's not my toilet. The main toilet. The I cats, know. The, cats the drain. Toilet. The drain looked very well. That's true. The cat. <laughs> I wouldn't use her toilet. No. Oh my God. She's like Madonna. You don't use her toilet. No, nobody messes with <laughs> yeah. boots. It's like, excuse me, this is my bathroom now. Now, Fiona, I really feel for you, but you will be glad in the end. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, it will. It'll be gorgeous in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sabrina says, on my last holiday, I wasn't feeling well and went to the loo. My husband was in the queue for boarding. We were sitting separately on the plane. He had his earphones on, watching something on his iPad. The plane took off without me. Oh my God. How do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. No, because actually, that's quite difficult to do because they don't. They do a check. Oh, listen, I worked in Aer Lingus. Trust me, that that doesn't. No, happen. but wait, if you're checked in, yeah, if you have baggage. Now, if you don't have baggage, you, you, they don't care. But if oh, you, okay, yeah. If yeah. you have baggage on the plane, that yeah, they won't. Oh, maybe they didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Anyway, uh, the plane took off without me. I booked on to the next on the next flight to Madrid. Problem was, he had my phone because he was charging it in his bag. Disaster. Also, he made it to Barcelona, but our bags didn't. He had a few hours where he says he thought I had been kidnapped, yet he just sat in a bar watching a match. <laughs> now, you think I'm calm in a crisis? <laughs> that I is... To say. No, but you see, that's what happens, I think, in a long-term relationship, right? What? They don't notice you're there. No, I think that what should happen... <laughs> I think the natural order of things is that you come to the point where you don't where you care if they're go, kidnapped. If you died, I'd be grand. <laughs> I think that's how you know you're independent. Like you can be delighted somebody's there, but you're like, if you're not, I'd be fine. Is that not, I think that's the way it's supposed to work. Right. I mean, like, Throughout, even if you feel that way inside, <laughs> probably best not to actually say that in a public I'm not forum. That that's how I feel, but it's the goal. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the couple you know, goals. Is to I'll be grand if you die. The last thing I need is a major bereavement late in life. <laughs> I don't want to spend the last few years of my life devastated and upset. I, I feel we need to unpack this a bit. I know, I just, I just feel like that when you're, you know, you get to a certain age, you're like, that's grand. Well, look, it comes to us all. Well, <laughs> that's the way you have to take these things. Okay. Otherwise, the last thing you need is the last, no. the last few years of your life ruined. Yeah, just, you know, pining. There's no need to pine, is there? There's absolutely no need to pine. <laughs> However, Why this is not pine? what's actually occurred here. This is in the space of a flight. I think you might <laughs> yeah, you might at least ask the question, why is she not on the flight with me? Do you know what I mean? You think you'd raise yeah, that? Did he, like, when did he actually notice she wasn't there? said something. Maybe I wonder where they sit. Well, we were sit. We were sitting separately. Okay, that might be it. Then. But you see that. You see, I don't know. And don't anyway, know. she was. Sabrina, in, tell she us went more to Madrid. I feel like she went to Madrid, and he was in Barcelona. You know, Barcelona. Oh, so they weren't even in the same city when it came down. Oh, maybe she when she booked the second flight, she was just. She had to take. She had to take to Barcelona. She wanted to get into the I hope you got a couple of nights to yourself. Madrid Madrid is a lovely city. Madrid's low but I mean <laughs> Barcelona. On I your know. own. I do love Barcelona. <laughs> oh Sabrina, I'd say the ball, a lovely cocktail. <laughs> so Michael was stuck at the airport for seven hours with three kids and a stressed out wife. I uh, now Michael, I might take an exception on the way that you put and a stressed out wife in brackets. Um last Sunday and I will never forget it as long as I live. Michael, if you keep putting your wife in brackets, you might not live very long. I'm going to tell you that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... See, I think the airport is like there is something it's it a real breeds problem. stress. Oh, no, it does. I, I know because when I worked in the airport and they train you, they tell you how 
um, they have to ch- channel people. The reason that all of, a lot of those systems are in place in airports is because you you act like a complete moron when you go in. You lose you any sort do. of sense that in your head. Your sense of direction even goes out the door. That's why so many signs, so many things. Yeah. And that's why they keep putting you in. And I find that what I do in the airport is I walk the way I'm facing. <laughs> is that, you walk like, the way you're facing. I haven't explained that great. But like, I mean, to be fair, most people walk the way I they're know. facing. No, but like I... <laughs> Most people are not falling over. Like when walk I away walk in, when I walk into the airport, I'm like, I'm at the airport, so I have to keep walking. Okay, so, so you, you so don't you, think about your destination. Yeah, I just okay. keep, oh, I keep walking because you're, and then you realize you're walking in the wrong direction. Like you just, you just keep going. I do like twenty thousand steps in an airport. I know, and I might know only need to do about two. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Actually, a lot of people do it. And then you walk to the gate. You walk as far as the gate. Now, sure, I have lots of time now. I'll go back to the shop. <laughs> We have an email. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up uh, from Jane Doe. Uh, she says, Hi guys, I suffer with bad anxiety and haven't been having a good time the last few days. Yesterday, while browsing Spotify, I came upon agony rants. Oh my God. I've been barely laughing and have a sore face since. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I am currently on the Happy Place episode and have just listened to the part where ye are on about having banter with rand- a random person and how it's so Irish. So I have a story for you. Oh, excellent. Last Saturday evening, I was on my way home from the shop carrying a bottle of red wine. <laughs> she's definitely one of us. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got bad anxiety because she... <laughs> we're loving... That's, what That's called a hangover. No, we're, we're definitely loving your uh, medication there for the bad anxiety. <laughs> I noticed the road opposite mine was closed off with a council van blocking access. The driver's door of the van was open and there was a country and western music blaring from it with the driver leaning against the side. I let out a yee-hoo. <laughs> Yee-haw! Yee-haw! <laughs> he called me over to him and said he was used to people roaring at council workers, but when he spotted the bottle of wine, he said to himself, I'd be a bit of crack. <laughs> where bu- is this going? This is the best chat-up line I've ever heard. challenged for a few minutes and, he, and asked where, he asked where I was from originally. I told him where and he asked if I knew a fella, let's call him Joe Blog. I replied that he's actually my father. The council worker proceeded to tell me, would you believe he's a cousin of my own and I've been looking for his number for the past week. My dad is 72 and previously worked in construction. This man wants to find out if he was still working because he had a job that needed doing. So I gave him the number and boom, now I have a nice little finder's fee for myself. (laughs) 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 This letter is deranged. (laughs) No, I love it. I love this letter. I'm walking away. He shouted after me. Isn't it funny how you're meant to meet certain people at a certain time in this life? Very Irish. Keep up the good work. You're both so, so funny. I'm disgusted that I've nearly caught up and will have to wait for the weekly pod. Oh, listen, Jane Doe. Jane. We love you. We love you. You're right. Actually, that is a very Irish thing. That is a very Irish very thing. Very Irish thing. I think it's... Abs- <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the way it's... Like kismet, <laughs> like two people who were supposed to meet. <laughs> oh, but you look like a bit of crack. 
Yeah, exactly. I love that. I and mean, I love the fact that she was just like... In the depths of anxiety yeah. and she looked like a bit of crack. <laughs> a casual woman. <laughs> just casually strolling the streets with a bottle of wine chatting to random love council it. workers. Absolutely love it. Listen, yeah. I'm really happy that we're making you happy, to be honest with you. Yeah, you I, know? Love hearing, I love yeah, hearing I do. that we're making people I do. happy. I do. Love, I love the feedback from people because, to be honest, we think we're talking to nobody. <laughs> every week we say, do you think we're doing all right? Yeah, every week we think, who would listen to this? <laughs> would you listen to it? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. My standards <laughs> through the roof. I listen to it every week. I love it. Makes, I, um, I, I even laugh at the I bits I know. It, I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, I listen to it and I laugh then even at the bits I know are coming. It's like, <laughs> is, is that silly? No. You make me laugh. You're, oh, you do, girl. You make me laugh. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And I love your singing as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a problem. Oh, wow. You really jumped off that. <laughs> Okay, your comedy's great. Do you like my singing? Yeah, yeah, your singing's great. (laughs) Sorry, I need a drink here. What I want is the Agni Rants listeners to petition Neve Kavanagh that I do backing vocals on her next song. Oh, it's so happening. It's so happening. Don't worry, it's it's an in. And I want to do it in the late late as well. Ah, you can do the shuffle. (laughs) You know, yeah, people can't actually see you do that. (laughs) I couldn't see you do that. It probably won't be that song. (laughs) You're gonna have to learn a new song. So we're going to stop for a moment now to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. And uh, if you'd like to support our show and all the shows on Head Stuff, then you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us. And that isn't necessarily photographs of Garode and all of the shows across the Head Stuff Podcast Network. <laughs> but it Network, could be, depend, could depend be. on how much you pledge. The show we're cross promoting this week is called Phoning It In. Now, it says here that it's live line meets the goon show I have a little bit of a problem with this because I'm a huge goon fan you know it set the bar high for Neve you know Spike Milligan you know well it does deliver now I have to say it's pretty good you know no pressure lads no pressure you better be it's really pretty good. Great. And so they kind of ring in for it and they kind yeah. of improv a complaint. They, yeah, but what happens is a comedian rings in and they find out what they're there to complain about. Oh. Uh, so it's like whose line is absolutely anyway. Absolutely hilarious. That yeah. kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen. Brilliant. I'm all over that like a cheap suit. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> well, here's a clip. Have a listen and see what you think. Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Dan Byrne and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning It In is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I have a problem for you and I was wondering if you could help me. I'm a nervous wreck about my driving test. I have failed it four times. <laughs> four Garoad. Now she's directing this at you because it's all in capitals, right? Oh, it's for me. Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so You're it's always time. because I am nervous. I don't know what to do. It is coming up in two weeks and already I'm in a panic about it. I don't want to fail again. You and Neve have nerves of steel, so I appreciate <laughs> any advice you could give Thanks, Don. Oh, Don, if you knew how many, the bag of nerves he is, I can't even tell you. I'm a nervous wreck. You are. I am, yeah. I'll tell you, I am very good at hiding that I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. I I, I can really do the, you know, the duck paddling beneath the surface. 
Oh yes, you know the swan they call it, where you're very oh, yeah. you're very graceful, on, graceful the top, on the top, and then like going like lilty on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what funny. I think when I look at you. Yeah, swan. <laughs> you could break my arm looking at me. <laughs> or maybe you'd be a swan one day, kid. <laughs> yeah, more signet. <laughs> you're going to be a swan, Some though. I can see potential there now that needs to be knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bit of potential. Um, actually, Don, I totally understand this. Right, it's very difficult because. Um, I did my, I got mine first time to be fair, but I had been driving a long time and I took a pre-test. So I went out with someone to do the test route, the potential t- test yeah. route. And that really helped me. I would say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if there's, if there's it, alcohol, ta- <laughs> if there's alcohol or tablets involved in this. A couple of glasses I, of no, one. No. <laughs> no. No. It's not helpful. No, that's not. What I would say is, right, that the driving test mm. is not only a test of your drive. No, it's not. I think the driving test is all about the game face. It is. It's about confidence. If they feel that you're confident about what you're about to do, then they're relaxed. Like, you shouldn't be... <laughs> you shouldn't be screaming when you're, like... <laughs> There's no guarantee to no, screaming, like, though. She you didn't should, say like that. you should be practising... <laughs> not screaming. else <laughs> about the driving test. Aside from the driving as well. Like you should be practicing, practice how you're going to chat to him when you meet him. Yeah. Somebody gave me a great tip before I did my driving test. Okay. And what they said was, get into the car, close the door. And then, like, just before you put your seatbelt on, just open the door again and close it. Because it looks like you're going, oh, I don't think that door was closed. And it looks like you noticed it as well. And, And that'll impress them. And I did it. Wow. You had the questions they ask you for. I yeah. got all of them wrong. <laughs> like literally every single one of them. And then he was he was horrible to me because he, he said like, what's the national speed limit? And I was like, the, I was like, 80? No, 50. Is 100? I don't know. <laughs> Did you answer it just said, like that? That's the way I answered it. And he said, I don't know. This is your driving test and you've got all the questions wrong. Oh, snotty. <gasps> outrageous. Outrageous. And did, did your, like, but it was my secret weapon though because... Did your rage come up? Did you like it? No. Little... What happened was I was very sedate back in those days. Oh. I really? assumed I'd failed. Okay, so I you... was like, I failed now. So, so I'm just going to have to go and drive now. So I just, I just drove like he wasn't watching me. Well, that's, you know, you know, when we go on stage, right? You know, when you're young and they say and you're nervous and they tell yeah. you little trip, little tips to survive the nerves. And they tell you to think that everybody in the audience is in their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always give you little helpful tips like that. that. <laughs> no, I never really got that. But I kind of got the kind of concept where you're you're only performing to one person. You're not really thinking about yeah, the yeah. amount of people. And if if it makes you feel happy to think that they might look ridiculous, that might help. I, I definitely think that if you're if you're going into the test, you should be, I guess, practicing yeah, being, how the conversation's going to go, what you're going to be like when you meet them. Yeah. And I think all of those things really count because you're 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 also trying to assure them that you're not just a good driver, but that you're a steady reasonable you don't react uh, yeah I think if I think if you're overly nervous the, the problem is the vibe they get is that you're not going to be in control of the car when you're not driving you know yeah and that, that also <clears throat> you're if you're overly nervous that you're going to you know slam on the brakes when you shouldn't yeah or, you know yeah yeah I mean the driving test it's so it's such a strange artificial thing like in Ireland you have to reverse around a corner I know you would never very rare like <laughs> when would you decide I'm going to drive this car around a corner backwards and blindly into oncoming traffic I don't know I can't count on one hand how many times I've had to reverse my car I know 
around the corner. And you don't have to parallel park in the driving test. Is that right? Yeah, you do in the UK, but you don't. I don't remember what I was asked to do. It was that long ago. But I have to tell you, Don, the main thing is to understand that it's not the end of the world. I understand you really want this. Yeah, and go in like game face on. Yeah, just be calm and, and understand that this is just another thing. You're obviously driving a while. And if it's only if you're only nervous driving the car when you're doing your test, try and think about that you're just driving with your mother or driving. Oh, maybe not your mother. That's not always a good. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. No, but that's uh, not good. you know, drive with someone that you like and just go for it and just say, look, I'm either when I did um, MasterChef or I'm doing something that's really big, right, or different or out of my comfort zone. I always say to myself, I'm either going to be able to do this or I'm not. But I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah, break it down yeah. into little steps. You know, say, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Breaking a job down into steps is yeah. a really good thing to do. Yes. But what you shouldn't do is what I do, which is you get to a step and then you go, I'm after messing that up now. And you think it's over. And then you go, I have another step to do, but sure, I messed that one up. What does it matter? Okay. <laughs> the wheels come off me. <laughs> the wheels There's, Your recovery is bad. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad recovery. So uh, what I think... <laughs> I think I'm the wrong person to okay. answer this. Girl, Neve girl, is the just, calm one. Just relax here for a second. I'm going to answer this. I think this is more stressful than the driving. Test. Surely in the previous ones also, you may have actually been told what it is you failed on. And maybe you just practice on those maybe a Excellent little bit. Excellent point. You know, don't be stressing about that. I understand it's easy for us to say that. If something like Rescue Remedy helps you or something like that, maybe. But with Rescue Remedy, does that count as alcohol? I don't think so. It's just a, like two drops in your tongue or something, isn't it? It's like a soft... It, 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 psychologically, it might make you feel a bit better. My mom did her driving test and she... Um, well, I know you talked about time. this before. And first time she was very nervous. And, and second, second time, time she was incredibly relaxed. I know. <laughs> well, Don, I would just say, for God's sake, don't take that, te- that advice. How someone was not No, <laughs> do not go there. I'm going to tell you now, 100%, um, Don, it's all about confidence. Think about the things you failed on before. Relax. Don't think about it. This person is just another person in the room. Just get on with it. You'll be grand. And honestly, we are desperate to hear how you get on. Yes, we're going to have everything crossed for you, Don. Yeah, no, seriously. I'll go light a candle. <laughs> As my mother always says, I'm going to light a candle for you. The whole of the church is ablaze for all the things she needs to light a candle for me. For <laughs> Not, not the, my driving test today, but... <laughs> tell us the area you're in. We'll, we'll bring in a bomb scare. There'll be loads of guards on the yeah. street keeping everything clear. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll, You'll be, be fine, grand. That's yeah. the thing about it. But the thing that you have to remember, right? Game face on. You're confident. Yeah. In control. From the get-go. If this man has a crisis, he you're the one he wants to sort it. You're yeah. that calm. You're that relaxed. Yeah. And also talk to him like he's a human being. Yeah, because you do drive a car, clearly. And if you like driving, then just enjoy the, the process. He exactly. Doesn't. The thing that should be least likely to happen is that you fail this. Oh, it yeah. Should, like, you, you should go in with the attitude that... You're absolutely walking out with this past. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no question. Positive. It's a pair of positive thinking. It absolutely is. Mm. And that pigs will fly if you fail this. So basically what Garoda is saying is fake it till you make it. Fake it till you <laughs> make it. That's exactly it. That's it. In smaller words. OK. It took a while, didn't it? No, I know, Don. Uh, you know, we, we lived through that. Ten to ten. Yeah, OK. Ten so we're going to leave this here. Don, <laughs> the best of luck. It's been a good show. Been a good job. Turns out chaos is part of our lives. Yeah. 
There we um, go. I, I, I think we've helped all these people. And I think what we've done is we've processed chaos for lots of people. Do you think so? Do you think we've given them tools to control it? Absolutely not. But I say they laugh for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Agreements at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.